0: Warning, binge mode contains adult content.
1: Friday Night Lights, season two, the show we're about to talk about, includes a scene in which a woman offers to pee on Jason Street. (laughs) So if that's not your thing, and it's not Jason Street's, please listen to Jam Session. And now, murder and binge mode. Hey, guys. Hello
0: This Wednesday we gathered with close friends, family members, complete strangers at Largo Theater in Los Angeles And we talked about high
1: school football Friday Night Lights, particularly the epic and misguided season 2 of that great and iconic series Love to dump a body in the river Love to peruse wheellovers.com in Search of love
0: Here's the audio from the Friday Night Lights portion of that live show. Enjoy. Thanks, guys. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Drink some booze. Hello. Hi, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are here to celebrate... One of Los Angeles's truest passions: high school football.
1: Everybody, it's a big, it's a big thing here, isn't it's it? It's a big deal here. As far it's as a I big know, big deal
0: here. Jason and I will be talking about Friday Night Lights, a show loved and cherished by all. Let's start. Yes, just with a little bit of a big
1: picture setup for what makes Friday Night mm. Friday Night Lights so special. What do you personally love about it? Well, I've watched. 35 episodes of Friday Night Lights in the last 48 hours. Thir- 37. 37.
0: 37, excuse me. So I feel like I'm an expert. One and two. Of,
1: there's just a feeling of place with Friday Night Lights. It was able to look at football as really sincerely as this pure entity, as an extension of the Taylor family and in a way that was like not corny at all. And, it, and the cinematography also. That handheld cinematography was incredible. One of the reasons I know I'm getting really
0: old now yeah. is because rewatching it, that handheld technique in particular, I used to be like, this yeah. is so dope. I really feel like I'm in the huddle. I can smell the corn nuts on Riggins' breath. <laughs> and this time I was like, I need like three Advil before yeah. I can watch another one of these scenes and probably glasses. I have always cherished Friday Night Lights for two reasons. It yeah. is simultaneously the perfect sports show and not about sports at all. And that's right. The ability to strike that balance. Perfect sports show. Why? Why do we love sports? It's because we all want to taste greatness just for a second. And the ability to maybe do that with other people you love who share your passions. That's how we feel about binge mode being That's right. here with you guys. But it was never really about the football. Football right. was a, a
1: vehicle, a vessel. To get it never mattered to if they won or lose. You just wanted that Coach Taylor speech. That's really what mattered. Run it. Run it. Run it. Run it.
0: So we feel that way about the show. Yes. At large, on the whole. But, it would be really hard in the time we have with you tonight to tell you everything we love about Friday Night Lights. And so we thought, after chatting with our
1: coach... That's right.
0: What if we talked about the things that weren't as good about Friday Night Lights?
1: In particular, season two, it's a season that includes uh, things such as shark stem cells in Mexico. Murder. Murder. A Murder. Uh, A confession to murder that goes nowhere. The hiding of a body. Uh, There is uh, multiple love triangles. Multiple, multiple. The casual infidelity
0: that you came to love in season one continues with reckless abandon in season two. It's
1: also the season where you're like, oh yeah, uh, Adrian Pelicki is supposed to be a junior in high school? Yeah.
0: The thing is, if Landry has his own car and is driving as a freshman, which I believe would make him 14... I, age is, is a construct and I'm okay with all Landry that. Landry is a tight end. Yeah. Not sure how a team that won state has Landry a well, tight listen, end the next year. You know, year. like,
1: that's a tough sell. Creating for television is hard. There's a lot of chefs in the kitchens, a lot of masters to serve. Also, the 22 uh, episode model, like, looking back on it now, it's after, like, the Netflix revolution and peak TV. It's, like, crazy to think that, oh, yeah, man, you have to write 22 episodes of TV. Glad you brought that up, because season two is not 22 episodes. It's 15.
0: And that is in part because of the writer's strike, which shortened season two. And Uh. interestingly, one of the narratives that has developed, and again... This is among people who cherish this show is, thank God, because the amount of stuff that was packed into season two in just those 15 episodes really does defy comprehension. It is an actual achievement. And so instead of going through the whole binge mode outline that we'd normally do on a pod, we just want to get right to the seven. Sort of in honor of Saracen, I guess,
1: maybe. Sure. Seven. Seven. Our seven soapiest moments. The soapiest moments. The soapiest plot points from season two of Friday Night Lights. Let's start with meth. I love meth.
0: <laughs> Number seven. We're I count could use down some right one. now. Uh, Tim Riggins.
1: Everybody today loves was, Tim Riggins. Today was
0: Riggins Day, by the way, on When the you, If you haven't read those pieces already, please check them out when you get home. TheRinger.com is a great website. Great website.
1: What, what a, a great website. Day.
0: Please. Twice a day. Two a days. Yeah. Uh,
1: Taylor Kitsch, you could tell you Taylor Kitsch, you could tell that he was like, "Oh, I got to get buffed before this season." Yeah, the dudes' the biceps are, are cut.
0: There's an amazing Riggins Lila scene. Shots for Lila once again. Mm. There's an amazing Riggins Lila scene right away in season two, where his biceps are rippling, and he wishes her, you know, good luck in and in, in your prayer circle, and she says, "Good luck with your."
1: Depraved hedonism? Well, this is after he mentions that he just had a three-way with two sisters.
0: But before then, even before then, you know that season two is going to be a different animal. How do we know that?
1: This is how Tyra is introduced to you for season two. Matt Saracen and Landry are at the pool talking about the new guy in town, the Swede, and how Julie Taylor is now, seems enamored with the Swede. And then Landry goes, oh my God. And Tyra shows up. This is how she is introduced. The subtle artistry of season two on display early. Also, again, she's a junior in high school, and at this point, it's
0: those quiet moments. Yes, that really set the show apart. So, number
1: seven, our first plot yeah. arc is meth. Tim Riggins is homeless. He why
0: has, is he homeless? Though? He's had to Let's leave set his the scene.
1: His brother, yeah. Billy. is. Billy. Is dating Jack. Well, listen, let's. I don't know if, if Billy really dates. Is dating Jackie, the single mom that Bo's Tim. Bo's mom. Bo's mom, who's nowhere to be seen.
0: I have to assume that Bo hit like a, a growth spurt right. between seasons and was who, no longer
1: like three feet who tall. Who Tim was involved in in season one. So this is awkward for Tim. So he's like, I gotta, gotta pack up. Where's he gonna go? He stays with Tyra for a little while. 48 hours. She's like, listen... She's got to go
0: shopping for more popsicles. She can't have house guests.
1: She's like, I know some place you can go. Uh, I know this guy who she doesn't tell him is a meth dealer, but of course he is.
0: There's just one catch. You have to help out with the pets. We're animal lovers. (laughs) So we're like, great, we're going to
1: be a cool dog,
0: maybe a, a lovely outdoor cat. No. Ferrets, guys. Ferret. Ferrets. By the way, illegal in many states, legal in Texas. That's right. So Tim ends up living with... A man. We don't know much about him at the beginning. His name is his name is Guy. And he walks around in his tidy whiteies and he owns ferrets, which Tim has to feed. Right. Now, they go hunting. And there's as a one does this really great moment where they're up on their perch and guzzling the booze, and Tim is reflecting. And you actually have this moment as a viewer where you're like, maybe this is right for him. Right. And then Guy takes his binoculars and you're like, wow, commitment to the craft. It's a flask. He opens it, there's a- opens the binoculars, and just starts guzzling How do boots. we find out he's a meth
1: cooker and dealer?
0: Well, you know, Tim heads back home. Yeah. And there's just an airstream out front. Sure. As there often is.
1: Yeah, in Texas. Also,
0: Guy has, b- previous to this, asked him while uh, going to the, the, you know, the little, the mart.
1: Right. Pick up some cold medicine for me. Pick up, like, a lot of cold medicine. Kinda, just some,
0: yeah! some congestion in the sinuses. And, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to hang out in the car here. Can you get
1: me 20 boxes of Sudafed as, tea? As, you know, like, that's necessary sometimes.
0: It is. It Tim is. Tim Riggins is
1: not a chemistry major. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. No. <laughs> Never had Walter White as a yeah.
0: teacher. Doesn't understand the finer points of cookery. But even Tim, when he walks into this trailer
1: and sees literally the drugs, not just that's the it. setup. This is the great part, is, like, there's... You can see the, the, the makers of frying and how do we signal that this is drugs? We got to make sure they know. It's not just the scales. It's not just the bagged up stuff. There's got to be like white powder chopped up like right. on a mirror, right. not snorted because that's what drug dealers do. They chop it up and they leave it there in the line form.
0: <laughs> in case you didn't get it though, there is a moment where Guy hands Tim some paraphernalia. Would you like to partake? Okay, this is too much for Tim. He's also had a gun pointed at him at this point because he didn't feed the ferrets. And he flees. But, oh, he left some of his stuff there. So he goes back with Billy, Billy, and knocks over a gun well you can't knock over the drug dealer's gun because he might notice what That's, does he fine when he goes to pick up the gun you
1: put, uh, three thousand dollars in cash taped to the bottom of the nightstand here's the thing that i don't understand you knock the gun over this house is like a ramshackle drug dealer's house he owns ferrets and he cooks meth he's gonna notice that like something's knocked over
0: listen i think for drug dealers guns are like items of note I, takes the money Gets a bottle to the head for taking the money, and then our very own Lila Garrity
1: gives him the money that he needs.
0: It's a sweet ending. Ultimately. I just love that
1: Lila has like three grand laying around.
0: Listen, spending a lot of time at church. Yeah, wealthy friends. Guy also, we should note, spends a really weird amount of time at
1: Dylan High School sports practices. Well, that's where his that's where his customers are.
0: That's true. That's a good point. All right. Speaking of high schoolers, number
1: six. Number six, Santiago Herrera.
0: A f- famous or probably infamous Friday Night Lights plot point.
1: Now, here's the thing about Santiago, and here's the thing about season two in general. Even though it's, it's bad and there's bad stuff in there, there's some good stuff in there. And there's actually, like, the kind of the husks, the, the seeds of stuff that would later become important stuff in seasons three, four, five. A lot of the Santiago stuff, he's a juvenile delinquent, spent time in jail. Right and he doesn't have parents. and he Rescued by Lila. Rescued by Lila. And he finds himself through sports. A lot of this would become repurposed in the Vince Howard
0: plot yes, point. Yes, this is part of what makes season two frustrating, right. is that nothing is inherently wrong with the Santiago plot line. In fact, it could be beautiful. It should be beautiful. A reason for Buddy to live after he's lost his family. Right. A hard luck <laughs> yes. kid who there's this one moment where... I love Santiago. His, I he's great.
1: So I, I, he's living in my home.
0: Looks at his former associate and says, basically, it's not my fault. I got a break. That's right. like an agonizing thing to think about in a really sure. poignant, beautiful moment. But... Here's the thing. In hindsight, it's hard to appreciate that because what do you know? You know that Santiago literally just vanishes. vanishes. Never comes back. From the show. Never comes back. He's just not there in season 3 never spoken of. It's like he's this collective hallucination.
1: He li- the just the fact he lived with Buddy. Yes. This is insane to me. Look, what is like. Well, this kid Santiago is great. I'm gonna have him in my house. You got these bunk beds. I yeah, so got his friend. I'm in mean, having his friends over. Buddy years
0: not using the bunk beds. Yes, I got a lot Someone of room to
1: stay there. Santiago's great.
0: Here's my theory. My theory is that they recognized that they had not at any point addressed defense on the show, mm. and they had to cast a defender.
1: Well, you bring up a good point because how does eligibility work in Friday Night Lights? It's basically anything you want. Well, we know we know from season one from the Voodoo Tatum storyline
0: that you need established residents for one month. So unless they are counting Juvie as established residents. Right. Which they might be, he has Definitely not eligible. But he to literally play high
1: brings football. Santiago to the, to the field and is like, coach, I got this kid, Santiago. You love him. He's great. Yeah. I think he can Eric. play football. I have no idea. I've never even seen it. I have no idea looking at him if he can play football, but yeah, I think he can. You know who can play football? Who's that? Smash Williams. Ooh.
0: And that brings us to number five. More
1: eligibility questions.
0: Indeed. Have you guys injected yourselves with steroids today? No, that's season one. I don't want to get off topic here. One of the things that people like to nitpick about Friday Night Lights is that mm. the actual football of it. How dare they? Sometimes fails to fully track. Now, this might be the way a specific game winning play unfolds. Right. It might be the fact that every single football game seems to have a game winning play. Yes. That might be part of it. It might be the fact that like Landry scored a touchdown at one point. Jason. He's a tight end for the Dylan Panthers. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Now, I, over my years, have spent a lot of time editing college football pieces and high school football pieces. And I've always had something of a passion for recruiting. It is a disgusting meat market, but it's fascinating. And so one of the things that's always bugged me about this show, which, again, I feel compelled to state. We love. We both love. I cherish. Smash's recruitment doesn't make a lick of sense.
1: No, it makes zero sense.
0: The part that does make sense is that an all-state running back 4-4, runs a 4-4, would be heavily recruited. That tracks. But remember, in season one, he is so desperate to get on Grady Hunt's top 100 right. that he injects himself with steroids. Okay, They worked. Who is Grady Hunt? And if you're that good at football, why are you not on his list already? Right. That's not how recruiting works. And then this carries in to season two. Of course, one of the things that's also happening with football in season two is that Coach Taylor whose dream is to be a successful <laughs> okay. coach. What does he doing?
1: <laughs> well, he's he's coaching in, in college now. TMU. TMU. Quarterback coach. He decides to leave TMU to go back to high school. I'm going to leave a college job but where he's making me, maybe a million dollars pay, a year. Tell me he
0: got a pay bump. Tell me he got a pay bump. He probably is making like a million dollars a year, and he's like, you know what? I wow, think he's making that Lane Kiffin money? I think he's
1: making like f- f- easily $600,000 a year. And now he's like, you know what? I gotta go back to high school. Got not only is it. he gotta gonna go it. back to high school, he doesn't even like negotiate his salary with Buddy. Right. And when he gets his first check, he's like, "Wait a second! There's like this is like forty percent less than I was supposed to get." And Buddy's like, "Listen, the, the boosters, the booster money is not there. I don't know what happened, but we'll make it up it. to you. We're gonna figure it out." How, how, how does Buddy fix it? Listen, why, why don't you be athletic director?
0: What how much time, that? if I'm athletic director, will I have to spend talking about women's soccer balls?
1: You're gonna, zero. You sure?
0: Yeah. So this is all the background for season two. This is part of how it starts. And so when Smash's recruitment begins to unfold, it's like, okay, we're operating in a universe that maybe doesn't quite abide by the traditional rules. That's correct. That is not how solid verbals work, guys. You do not have to give a verbal commitment. You just don't. Do you know when Judevion Clowney gave his verbal commitment two weeks after signing day? After signing day. She's passionate about this. Recruit, you do not get pressure. The schools want you. And then if you get in a fight, do you lose your scholarship? No, You
1: can. I, you can literally commit murder. There are terrible people on college football teams. Spoiler, there's there's bad people people in college football. There are
0: terrible, terrible people on college football teams. And then, let's say you did lose your scholarship. Let's just say you did. TMU doesn't want someone with character questions. So you go back to the Alabama assistant who's been recruiting you, and you say, I'm ready to come to Tuscaloosa. And he says, we're not anybody's second choice. Here's a quick real-life story. Do you guys know who Reuben Foster is? Linebacker for the 49ers, okay? Elite five-star prospect. Reuben Foster has an Auburn tattoo on his arm. Do you know where he played college football? Alabama. Because Alabama never gave up. They couldn't wait to flip him. This is not how Smash's recruitment would work. Number
1: four. Number four. Number four. What about the coaches, though? Oh, what about what the about Larrabee, though? Well, let's first of all, a lot of tornadoes. What about tornadoes? <laughs> a tornado strikes Dylan. Luckily, our friend Tim Riggins is there. Tim Riggins, a tornado strikes the A and p or whatever this gas station minimart is. Julie Taylor happens to be there. Tim Riggins shields her with his body. None of the de- none of the debris, none of the broken glass. nothing can pierce that extremely handsome. <laughs> Truly, really is the only moment where I ever thought I would love to be Julie Taylor. <laughs> There's stuff flying around at like 120 miles an hour. Nothing can touch him because Tim Riggins is shielding her. Now, this tornado has destroyed a lot of buildings. One of them is the high school, the Larrabee High School. Larrabee. So what happens? Arch the, the, rivals. Arch rivals. The team has to share facilities. right? Because that's how that would work. That's how that would work.
0: So the they, entire team would just take up residence at the rival school that's
1: who right. they're about to play. Makes sense. They would share a locker room. Yes. They would pee on each other's shirts. Well, let, let me stop you there. There's a lot. There is a lot of friction because these teams hate each other, mm-hmm. and as you say, the players from Larrabee are having or playing Chip. a lot of pranks on our Dillon Panthers. One of those includes urinating on the uniform of Tim of one Tim Ringins. And the coach of Larrabee is like, "Yeah, whatever, that's great. That's fine. These are our hosts. Go ahead and urinate on their stuff. Right? I'm not going to do anything about it. No. And I'm not going to get
0: off your practice field on time. That's it. I'm not going to do any of this. Stuff. I'm going to make a tussle t- between Coach Taylor
1: throws and him Larrabee up against coach. The, the, the Never
0: touch my player again. Never touch my Does player. Does he again. listen? Does no. he never
1: touch a player again, Jason? The big game comes under the bright lights on Friday night. <laughs> Tim Riggins breaks free on the sideline to win the game. This to is is the win the game, game game-winning the game-winning touchdown. As we might have mentioned
0: there is always a game-winning play. Hustling down with the sideline,
1: Donald, Can't... dear Donald, Donald, screaming at the safety. Coach Dix is not going to let this happen. He steps out and he tackles Tim Riggins. <laughs> the coach of a football team tackling a high school student on the field.
0: Gotta think that he's been watching that Mike Tomlin Jacoby Jones highlight, you
1: know? And what does he say? What is the excuse he makes when Coach Taylor is like, I gotta coach, I gotta talk to you for a second. All right. This, Here, this can some. never happen again. Whatever what whatever that was on the field.
0: My wife has three months to live. Wait. I don't have a game plan for that.
1: I mean that's that's the excuse for that? There's no game plan for that. He also didn't have a game plan for, like, a a break down the sideline by the fullback.
0: (laughs) A couple other people did not have game plans for breaks, and that is Julie and Matt. Oh! Hormones running wild in Dillon, Texas. And a handful, (laughs) a solid handful of the most soapy, ludicrous things that happen in season two involve Julie and Matt and their misguided libido. Can
1: we talk about the Swede?
0: I would love to talk about the Swede. I would love to start by asking you why the fuck you think I don't he's know. The Swede. Here's the
1: so the Swede. We we meet the Swede. The Swede is the lifeguard at the pool,
0: yes, where Julie Anton. works,
1: right? And we know he's the Swede because Matt says, "I don't understand why she's talking to the, the Swedish people and right. what, what does that mean." So we he's hear right the Swede, the comes Swede, in with the, pop- the Swede. Coach Taylor is like, "Tell Tammy me about the, Tell me about Swede? this Swedish guy." And then we meet the Swede. He starts speaking. He's not Swedish. Not Swedish. I was really excited. I was like, we're going to get... Not at all
0: Swedish. Really exotic exchange student who just for some reason is in Dillon, Texas for the summer when exchange students don't come to Texas or anywhere. But let's roll with it. Not in high school.
1: Not in high school. Not Swedish.
0: Why is he called the Swede? Doesn't seem to be aware that Julie is interested in him.
1: Right. There's a point where Julie is like, uh, has, is in a car with him for no reason, is talking to him, and he's like, hey kid, you know, listen, when you grow up one day, you're going to break hearts. When you say no reason, do you mean when she abandons her best
0: friend in the world at the gas station right. to climb into to,
1: this van? What do you think is happening?
0: What also, is this is, with her? This is
1: a show where, like, routinely adults sleep with 16-year-olds. Yes. As in season one when, like, the, the right. investment banker who's out there looking at the oil fields is like Tyra. A lot of infidelity and a you lot doing? of unaddressed. Tyra, career. who, by the way, in season one was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> Again, this is, like, incredible stuff. One of the things that the Swede plot le- le- leads to yes. is what we just like to refer to in casual conversation as the slap. Tammy Taylor, the den mother of of the town, really, one of the most level-headed people like has that great moment in season one where she sees Matt Saracen buying condoms, buying, buying rubbers, yes. Yes. buying the, uh, what are the big ones called? The ma- well, Landry's like, I'm pretty sure you don't need the magnums. Is, do you need the magnums? Yeah. And she goes to see Julie, and they have that great moment. She's like, "You will not have sex. You are fifteen years old." And it, that was like such an honest <laughs> moment. And now, season two, Julie is making out in front of the house. That's a rookie yes. mistake. If you're gonna right make out, out with your boyfriend, park around the corner. And if you're gonna make out with someone called the Swede, don't come home. Don't come home. Don't come home. Tammy comes out, drags Julie out of the car. And things happen. She slaps Julie right in front of the house.
0: Crazy stuff. A truly crazy moment. And, crucially, not the last time in season two that Julie and Tammy butt heads over a man. Because, let's not forget about Noah. Have you forgotten about Noah? He's Julie's English slash journalism teacher. That's right. Who she refers to as Noah, has lunch with every single Sure. Clearly wants to
1: fuck. Which is fine, because as we have stated, adults routinely have sex with teenagers in Dylan.
0: And so it is maybe not Routinely that Tammy would be concerned. It is, however, unreasonable that she would be that offended by the reading material. But That's why according to Garp,
1: it's because, yes, it's That's because, what makes her nervous. Excuse me. You will not speak to my daughter and you will not assign her the world according to Garp, which is a book. I don't know. Something happens in there. What? Keep John Irving away yes. from my
0: daughter. I don't want to hear you mention a prayer for Owen Meany again.
1: Season one, Matt Saracen is like a chaste, very innocent, very withdrawn young yeah. man. How then about
0: season two, Matt Saracen?
1: Julie Taylor breaks up with him. Next thing you know, he's dating Carlotta. Let's not forget about the quick dalliance with Lauren. Well, before he's, then, there's a lot of overlap there. Great at car there shopping. is, in fact, a love triangle. Matt Saracen utters the words, I'd like to have an open relationship.
0: If you can, if you can do anything in life, you have to take relationship advice
1: from Smash. I'd like you to, have to, I'd like to have an open relationship. This is Matt Saracen speaking. Matt Saracen, then after the fight with Smash Williams, goes home. He's, he's injured. You know, he's, he had, he had a fight with Smash Williams over play calling. Over who's getting the, the majority of the plays. Goes home. He is with Carlotta. Again, she is a live-in caregiver from Guatemala. There for grandma. There and for grandma. She's there for grandma. <laughs> she uh, is like, what, Matthew? What's happened to you? And he's like, I got, I got in a fight. And... She rubs his back while singing a folk song, I guess, a, a Guatemalan folk song that her grandmother used to sing to her.
0: Can you remind me if this, this is, is a troubling relationship before or after she finds the playboys under his mattress?
1: I think they were actually like jugs or something and worse. Mace
0: doesn't give him a hard time about the porn. Like, She's like, <laughs> "Have you heard of the internet? Have you
1: heard of the internet, Matthew?"
0: This leads to. Matt's tailspin because this relationship in a stunning turn of events does not work out. Amazingly, Carlotta goes back to Guatemala. The and Carlotta were just introduced, it turns out, to create drama and then not be around to create more drama
1: because as Jason notes regularly, you're going to run out of characters. That's right. That's the thing with the 22 episode, in this case, a 15 episode model. You're just going to run out of people to have sex with. That's right. In Dylan. That's right. But Matt...
0: Gotta get on a motorcycle. Gotta See day the, drink.
1: Matt, so Matt goes into a tailspin. He shows up to practice drunk. Fights with Coach Taylor. Gets thrown off the gets thrown off the practice field. Goes to art class. Calls the teacher a bitch under his breath.
0: To be fair, she was being really pushy asking for his critique of the flowers. Right, and Matt's just like... How much can you say? It's
1: a vase. There are flowers. Fucking Bitch. And then is later seen by Tim Riggins looking at motor shopping for motorcycles. One of my all
0: time favorite moments from Friday Night Lights when Riggins is like, what are you doing? You're in your cutting class again. And Saracen's like, well, what about you? And Riggins is like, I never go on Wednesdays. (laughs) Yeah. like (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking lord.
1: Tim Riggins is a fucking lord. What else
0: might Tim Riggins be doing when he's not at school? Any trips he uh, takes with any friends? Let me just at say that, point.
1: this is this is number two on Anything our list. Involving but this sharks is my favorite plot point from 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 season two. Now, sharks. Did you know that sharks have the most powerful uh, immune system in nature? I did know that because the sketchy doctor who's not FDA right. approved told me. Jason Street after his tragic. Uh, injury in season one is looking for a way to overcome his injury. Now, Jason Street spent all of season one being like, I'll never walk. Just sh- stop right. giving me hope. I just need to get used to this and then stop it, giving me false hope. Right. I've accepted this. I've and accepted to it. Live this way. Season two, we see him with a doctor constantly being like, is there anything I can do? All of a sudden he's changed. Like he's trying to figure out what can I do? What can I do? And this doctor literally with the worst bedside manner ever is like, dude, you're never going to walk again. Just get out of my fucking face, right. man. The fuck? Why are you in here every week? Get the fuck out of here.
0: It does not help that right around then, Coach McGregor, right. who briefly Replaced Coach Taylor with the Panthers, calls him the town mascot. That hurts. Yeah. We do not in any way want to minimize Jason's plight yes. or the struggle or how hard it must be for him to try to find his place in the world. That's but right. one of the hallmarks of that character, as Jason was, our Jason was saying, is that he is working to try to make sense of and the best of his circumstances and then Really, truly out of nowhere, he goes to Riggins' house to yell at him, to say, I'm a good coach, you're a shitty friend and a shitty player, I've got $10,000 in a duffel bag. Where'd this come from? Want to go to Mexico.
1: (laughs) And then they go to Mexico. They go to Mexico. Why do they go to Mexico? Because there's a clinic down in Mexico, apparently, where you can get shark stem cells injected into you.
0: One of the truly crazy things about this entire plot is that at some point Riggins goes from just wanting to drink and have fun and have an right. adventure,
1: memories, memories, to create memories. I need to create memories with you.
0: He's gotten arrested. He's been bailed out. Streets had to blow some of his money, and Tim starts to get concerned. He sits in on one of the the consultations That's with right. the doc. He's like, "Oh, you were serious about the shark thing? You literally mean shark blood? I thought that was like a joke."
1: Here's the thing, sharks. One of the most powerful immune systems (laughs) in nature. It
0: bears repeating. And so he calls Lila and he says, Jay's gonna die on that table. Get down here. And so what happens is that three of the most important characters on the show are the starting fullback on the Panthers. Not in high school, not around
1: for like the captain of the cheerleading team leave Texas for 10 days to hang out in Mexico with shark stem cells. When
0: Lila is on the phone with Tim and he's trying to convince her, she says, like, people are really worried about Jay, and it's like Are they? No one seems to notice. The only time we get a sense of it is that when Tim gets back, Coach makes him work really, really, really damn hard to earn his spot back. But like, did they miss like a pop
1: quiz or something? Well, uh, midterm. Reagan's only missed one Wednesday. He never goes on Wednesdays. There's a great scene. One of my uh, maybe my favorite. There's a great scene where uh, no, before that, where they go out for karaoke, as one does when one is waiting for the shark stem cells. And Jason, letting loose, is drunk, enjoying life, wearing a fedora, and he's singing uh, "La Cucaracha," sure, Mexican folk song. He changes soaking the lyrics in the culture He changes no? the lyrics Is he not to better
0: soaking in the culture? Changes the
1: lyrics to better reflect his the things that are going on Can in you his give life give us a little refresher Let's of what he play. sings? Tomorrow I'm getting I'm getting shot up I'm getting shot up Right in my spine and It's gonna
2: make me walk again folks
1: You
3: don't even know what I'm saying but you believe me I believe it too Timmy, you
1: believe it, He does not believe, guys. He does not believe. Mexico! Mexico! Oh, I got a shot in my spine. Uh. Gonna
0: get out of this chair. I'm gonna chair.
1: get out of this chair.
0: That's our ringtone. Right and now. then,
1: so a later... later they're still... So why are they... They're waiting for the doctor who just is not... He's, like, doing other stuff at the time. So in order to kill time, they then go on a booze cruise. A fishing expedition. Where, finally... Riggins and Lila are able to talk Jason out of this. Don't do this. Don't get shark stem cells injected into your spinal column. What my does guy. he do instead? He jumps off of the boat. Jason Street, who is paralyzed from the leg yes. from legs down, jumps off of the boat. What does does someone? Tra- quickly, I'm sorry. Are, he doesn't. He rolls quickly reach over and grab no.
0: him? No. And retrieve him. No. And pull him back. He onto the He swims miles to shore. Leagues Le- uh, Whatever Leagues. he swims Do Lila and Tim arrive at the exact same moment yes. That he arrives He's sure. Sure. They're all, in a boat and then a truck He is swimming
1: So somehow Do they arrive at the exact same moment Somehow Tim Riggins and Lila were able to dock the boat yes. Get a truck And locate mm-hmm. Jason Street the Who has swum spot. miles Leagues Only with his upper body To shore Do
0: we have a photo of our man street We don't huh? oh. Sorry, guys. Awkward. He looks like the Nevermind album cover. Basically. Yeah, it's, except,
1: uh, except a man. The- except a man. Yeah. The number one. The number one. The number one soapiest arc. It's infamous. Arc, it's really infamous. It's an iconic plot turn. It's the moment when our friend Landry. The sweetest,
0: smartest, most deliberate, Wonderful man. careful, kind, charismatic character Who's on the
1: show. tutors Tim Riggins in season one murders a guy guys (laughs) now hits him over the head with a pipe
0: we do want to say both because it is important to note in general and definitely important to note in this moment in time in society that this is a response to a sexual assault and his actual action of picking up that pipe and smashing this man in the head we support justified we support murder it's literally everything that comes after there's a moment they've taken the would-be rapist, put him in the car. Listen, we have a clip. Do we
1: have have a clip? We gotta
0: get
3: (laughs) him. what what, what did I do? You
0: killed a guy,
1: Landry. There's his dead face. Dead body.
0: That's the river that they dump his body into. (laughs) Now, there's a moment when... Tyra says to Landry, and there's a brief moment where they're
1: thinking, let's get him to the hospital, but right. he's dead, so <laughs> no is, His skull is crushed. His brain is leaking out of his brain pan.
0: What choice do we have? Well, here are like 47
1: other choices <laughs> that you had
0: other than dumping the body. We find out at the beginning of season two that Landry's father is a cop.
1: who is ne- He's never appeared
0: before or since. Maybe Landry should go talk to his father about what happened. But does he do that? No, no. he doesn't. They dump the body. That's right. Does he find himself absolutely ravaged by guilt?
1: Well, I think my favorite part of, that happens right away is he's like, "We got to go back to the scene of the crime." Why? Because, because I left of my his
0: grandpa's watch that ha- is
1: engraved with my fucking name on it to Landry.
0: Right. I so, decided to
1: take this off, I guess, to throw a body right. that way. If
0: you are murdering someone and disposing of the body, what you want to do is you want to use your own vehicle.
1: You want to go with a lot of you things that have sure your name that on it. All of your
0: possessions are close enough to the body that they could get caught on the body. And then if you realize one of them is missing, you want to return to the scene of the crime to try to find it just by looking over the bridge at the water. Right. You should limit your search to that.
1: And then you should say to each other, You're not supposed to return to the they scene. They actually do the say that. My favorite thing about this, one of my favorite things about this plot is it goes on for fucking ever
0: astonishing it, how long it, it goes
1: on for like basically the entire season it's a solid eight or nine episodes there's it's a so incredible. at one point landry he's ravaged by guilt he can't take it he's murdered a man right. in cold blood well warm blood and he t- disposed of the body self-defense he can't take it anymore the pressure's getting to him he walks into the police station and fucking confesses do we have that
3: let me speak to someone about the murder of Mike Caldwell.
1: i killed him i killed him I killed him. Literally says to a room full of cops, you know that body? I killed that guy. But here's the thing. If
0: you've devoted eight episodes of a television program to one story, you need to wrap it up in two
1: words. I killed him. You have to wrap it up in two words. And you know what happens because of this? The cops are just like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, self defense. Uh, We're good. We're saying, not going to talk about the cover up
0: or the conspiracy. Yeah. You self defense, you're good. You kill him? One yeah. of the low key weirdest parts of this is that Landry's dad pieces together what happens before Landry confesses. Why he's so confounded by the fact that Tyra is fucking his son. He's
1: like, yeah, hey, it just you, it's he, like, he like literally doesn't make sense. He's he like, he's like, he, he, he goes to you. see her and he's like, let it's me ask the the you only something.
0: Explanation.
1: You're seeing my son? Are you sure? Has he ever murdered anyone have for you, you? You've seen my son? Now you're involved with my son somehow? The thing is, they actually do fuck off this murder. Tyra <laughs> goes to see him. This is like a couple days after the murder. Yeah. And Tyra's like, you're the best guy i ever known. No Why? One's ever because you killed that way. No one's ever cared enough to murder a man for me. I wish it had been me. And then they have sex. Yes. And in the morning she goes, This can never happen again. What, the murder? No, us having sex. Right. And the climbs out the window the and leaves.
0: Meet me at the river lane. Yeah, that's it.
1: And now a break for a word from our sponsor. Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. Ooh, HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients. So you can just cook eat and enjoy.
0: I love to eat and enjoy. Mm. No more time-consuming meal planning. No. Or grocery shopping. No. Which I don't do anyway. I hate to do. Who has
1: the time? HelloFresh makes it so easy to cook delicious balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal.
0: Wow. What a bargain. That is oh. a crazy awesome bargain. It's crazy crazy awesome. awesome. Just choose your delivery day. Sure. And then everything gets sent right to your yes. door. How convenient. In recyclable,
1: insulated packaging. Don't let that stuff touch the other stuff. With three plans to choose from including classic, veggie and family, mm. there is something for everyone. Eat a family with Hello Fresh.
3: <laughs>
0: Plus, <laughs> whether you're choosing classic, veggie or family, yes. there are lots of one-pot recipes for oh. seriously speedy cooking and minimal cleanup for all you lazy millennials.
1: That's right. Put that whole family in one pot. Look forward to your Hello Fresh box delivery as the highlight of your week knowing dinner just got that much easier.
0: With Hello Fresh, you don't have to oh, wander the aisles at the grocery terrible. store. You don't have to be around other
1: people. Where am I? You
0: can stay at your home in your pajamas. Where is this
1: stuff? If your cat, I may or may not be projecting. I'm trying to read the thing. Where is the cereal? I don't know. Instead, balanced and satisfying meals are shipped straight to you for thirty dollars off your first
0: week of HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter the code Binge Thirty.
1: 30. That's HelloFresh.com. Offer code. Binge 30 for $30 off your first week of Hello Fresh.
0: There's a ringer staffer who defends season two. Ooh, And we would like to bring out that ringer staffer.
1: This is Shay's shutdown corner, ladies and gentlemen, Shay Serrano. Shay Serrano. <laughs> New York Times bestselling author.
0: us like there might be another murder here i know my
3: god God. how fucking dare i got a shot
0: eye in In my my spine spine
3: how dare you
0: i'm gonna get out of this
3: chair the good name of friday night light you heard us
0: talk about the shark stem cells,
3: right yeah we can go through every single point if you want and i'm gonna explain to you why it made sense we're gonna go quick fast shaking her head like no i'm gonna do it in two minutes (laughs) tops what was the first one the murder listen
1: could you commit a murder, then walk into a police station, go, "I murdered the yes. guy," and then just be then be like, I, "I've got to get." Could you a be having sex with the person
3: you murdered the person for? Yes,
1: <laughs> yes,
3: yes, I could. Listen, every small town has some crazy crime that's happened, sure, in the past. This yeah, is Dylan's crazy. You heard crime. us
0: talk about the ferret-owning meth dealer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. crime wait.
3: thing's covered. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. No, this is a big thing. Like with a drug, that's easy. Meth to, is to just explain. a casual thing. That's a very casual okay. crime. But every Dylan is like a Dylan's a poor town, right? right. It's, sure, is a poor town. Poor towns have drug problems. There you go. There's your meth dealer. <laughs> Boom. We're done. With the with the murder, every small town has a has a crazy crime. Here's Dylan's. That's their crazy crime. Of course, Landry would be the 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 guy who was going to react to something enough to do it by accident, totally by accident. Of course he would be the only guy who would allow himself to get talked into covering it up. Right. Only to come back later on and admit it. It makes sense that they would let him go because it it was in self-defense. And also again, it's a small town. What about the body
0: dump though? That's
3: fine. That's fine. (laughs)
0: That's fine. You also dumped the body in self-defense. You did. He might have become a zombie. Who knows? Crossover is very common on TV nowadays. I've seen three
3: episodes of Game of Thrones and that happened like the first two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. That's fine. The stem cell, the shark stem cells. We're talking about Jason Street, the most resolute character in the series. Sure. If anybody's going to figure out a way to cure his handicap, it's going to be him. And he has just, all he needs is, is 1% of a chance of hope. And he's going to chase that down no matter what. He talked the guy into buying the car. Who was he's buy That's car. right.
1: He did talk he no, the guy to buy the car. Bullied that guy. Yeah, he's like, he he's like, he's like why, why don't you
0: something? think you let, deserve this car? Yeah, why don't you deserve Which, this car? By the way, what year was season two? This was like 2007, 2008. 2008 yeah. A hybrid truck. Fucking expensive. He's we like, let
1: had me, had time. sir, you see those people over there? They sent me over here, the cripple kid. Why? Because
3: they don't the think rookie. you can buy this car. Uh-huh. Why don't you think
1: you deserve this That's car? Buy this
3: fucking car. car! He's yeah. going to Mexico to get stem cells put in. It makes sense. Of course, Tim Riggins would be the one to go with him. Right. Duh. Tim is guilty. That's
0: f- the only part that makes total of course, sense. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. That part's fine.
3: Of course, Lila would be the phone call that he makes because she's the only one in his life who has any sort of center. She's doing the whole church thing. Right. So, of course, she would go down there. She doesn't need. She's like, I'm going on a mission. For- I'm going down well, to Mexico. Well, Lila should be like, I have a radio show to host. No, she was I have fine. commitments. So that makes sense. Well, What else? So that was the, those are the main things. There's nothing wrong with this season. It's great. Right. <laughs> There's not one single thing wrong. Can
0: you defend Santiago vanishing?
3: Listen. I can. I can defend Santiago vanishing. I can defend Carlo vanishing. I can defend Reyes from season one. No, who, well, Reyes, vanishing. who lied about racism. Listen, we're in a small Texas town. They crack down on immigration. Right. <laughs> Get them out. I got all the bases covered. Okay.
0: Just to make one last attempt to convince you. Okay. Quick, 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 quick lightning round run through of some of the other soapy things that happened that didn't even make R7 because yes. there are so many. Jason, have you gone to wheellovers.com?
1: Oh, wheellovers.com. Jason Street, he's looking for love. He wants to meet someone. How do you meet someone with uh, How can I How can Jason Street meet a partner? He goes on wheellovers 2L's, wheellovers.com. Yeah. Wheellovers.com is a dating site where women can meet people in wheelchairs. Here's the thing, like <laughs> all the things by the way. So the woman he meets on their first date is like, "You know what turns me on?" P P, P. I like to pee. It's basically the
0: pilot of billions. Right. Crammed into that one scene.
1: Yes. Incredible. Can I pee on you as you're in your chair? And Jason That's Street's
3: fine. like... It's fine. Is it? Are we going about- to pretend like websites like that don't exist? Are we just to gonna- <laughs> yeah, There's probably that exact website. Wow. So your defense is realism. Yeah. Yeah. People like pee.
0: What, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? What about the entire Lila... Born Again plot.
3: That was tough. Where'd that come from? Out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere. What do you she mean? She just went through this major crisis with Jason Street. Was it a major? Because she was, liked it, that. Major? Because, was listen, it major. Because wasn't major. Shit! How dare you? He broke his back, bro. I understand, but she went right from that. To, yeah. she to, to, to being with she Tim Regans. She was like 16 years old trying to say That is true. Kid. I keep
1: forgetting they're all 16 years old. Yes. And they're all 15 and 16 and when years you're old. you're
0: 16 and the reason that you're in emotional distress is because you keep fucking all the hot dudes at school, it's tough. You're not like, you know what I need more of? That's exactly, Religion. That's it's exactly tough. what you do. You're like, you I mean, need to get with Matt Saracen the in only- the Rite 8 aisle and get some of those Magnums. No, because there's nothing the
3: you can do to be like, I'm a born again virgin, I'm pure. Like, that's the only card you have left. To play. You can't unfuck guys. <laughs> or can you? Without calling on Jesus. So we're good. What's next? I would like to give a, What's qu- a quick
0: shout out. This is not canon, but it is truly a miraculous moment in time to the Julie Taylor distractions and driving's PSA. Oh, that's good. After the episode where Coach is teaching her to drive and she almost sideswipes... Julie Taylor cannot drive highlight. for the entire season. Cannot drive. Again murder on this show. Right. A lot of really serious that things happen sense. on this show. Sense. But the one time mm-hmm. that they do a PSA, it's like if your dad's yelling at you while you're driving, That's pull right. over. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: One of
3: my Everyone favorite little
0: cool.
1: one of my favorite honorable mentions from this season is Mac, the offensive coordinator who never <laughs> has a play in the in the <laughs> crucial never. moment. Never. Talking to Coach Taylor about domestic life. Right. Coach Taylor is Gracie has just been born and Mac's Mary eating sunflower seeds, going... Popping them. Popping them. Hey, Coach, uh, newborn baby's a bitch, ain't it? You and Tammy back in the saddle yet? And Coach Taylor's like, what, Mac, what the fuck are you talking about right now? Can you fucking draw up a play or something? Why are you talking about this?
0: Someone else is drawing up plays. Who's that? Sudden superstar volleyball coach Tammy Taylor and sudden all-nation,
1: all-world, Spiker. Tyra. Tyra. Tyra has played volleyball for five minutes. <laughs> what you, led to this? She to put away chips
0: above the fridge. Just tall. <laughs> she <laughs> know, right? put away a snack above the fridge. And all of a sudden, like, Tammy what was like, if You're was like, a varsity athlete now.
1: Are you tall? Are you, I've, I've been around <laughs> you every day. <laughs> uh, holy shit. But it shit. wasn't
0: until you put away the
1: snack. <laughs> Wait a second. Then I realized you were tall. I've seen you around school literally for years. Are you fucking
3: tall? I've been in your home cleaning
0: up your mother's blood. Yeah. But I have never until this moment in my kitchen are noticed you, that you're wait tall. Wait a
1: second. Are you fucking tall? She's tall. She's tall. What a great moment. I, and then personal favorite, Peter Berg, who was producer on the show, uh, helped adapt the show from a movie and a book into the series, uh, casting himself as Tammy Taylor's ex-boyfriend. Yes. Who then gets in a fight with yeah. Coach Taylor. That was a move. huge. Power, it's it's a a power move. I actually respect that. Yeah, wow. I respect like, it I I would would a lot. I'm going to cast I myself on this show. Episode. I know, right?
3: Everything. Party. Oh, here, we need a handsome guy. to. Co- yeah, it's going to be me. <laughs> be even- By the way, I fight literally every guy.
1: <laughs> and I'm I'm the ex-boyfriend of everybody in this she show. also, in the span of one episode, wears multiple
0: different cowboy hats. I like it. Which is just incredible.
1: That's a real thing that happens in Texas. It's true.
0: It's true. Okay. So who manages to rise above all of that soapy chaos? Who's the champion? To win the season. To help us answer that, it's time to bring out our coach. Our champion. William Simmons.
3: Wow. Back me up, Bill. It was good, right?
2: You know the, the one thing you guys missed. We fought so hard to save the show after season one. That's remember true. That? It was like pre-streaming. I, I remember I didn't even see it when it was live because I thought it was going to get canceled. And then when I wanted to catch up belatedly, I ordered the DVDs on eBay, and they were from <laughs> Japan, and they had Japanese subtitles under them. And that's how I watched Friday Night Lights. <laughs> trying to, that's the best way, actually. Japanese too. That's the number one but, way um, to watch it. But we were so fired up that we saved that's the right. show. And our worst fear was that NBC was going to ruin it, which they tried to ruin it. And that's what happened that second season. Somehow we saved that it, it came back.
1: Thank you, J.D. McCoy.
0: Thank you.
2: J.D. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Who
0: wins season two? I think there's an obvious answer.
1: Yeah, it can only be Riggins. Timothy Riggins. It's
0: got to be Riggins, and not just because it's Riggins' day.
3: Riggins. It's Tim Riggins. He Shouts to Taylor soap Kitch, soap he wherever he, he is. He buys
0: Lila Flowers. Yeah, that's right. He starts his own Radio show. That's the craziest
1: the shit. Where does that Sports come from? Sports Riggs. Sports Rigs. all of a sudden he just has a radio show like out of literally out of nowhere. He's like, Lila has a, is on the radio. I guess I could just do a radio show. He's Tim he, Riggins.
0: Tim Riggins, Taylor Kitch, who is famous for his hair, tells yes. Chris, the young man Lila is dating, that he has great hair, which is one of the great head games of all time. Yes. I love that moment.
2: Did we decide Riggins won? Because I had a vote.
0: Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
2: I have a question, though. I can't remember. Did Landry, he scored the touchdown in season He two, does right? score a he touchdown. He scores one touchdown. Yeah. So I just want to remind everyone, he lost his virginity to Tyra. He scored a touchdown, and he killed the guy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: How does Landry not win the season? Am I right? That's the triple crowd. Confess, a to the- How confess to the murder. Confess to the murder and got <laughs> away with it. That's <laughs> just like a week of classes.
0: <laughs> he also starts a fight with Chip, the Larrabee quarterback, right. in the cafeteria, which is yeah. a great moment for him. How
2: does season
0: 10. He has another brief love affair with, That's right. his with physics the physics
1: partner, Gene. That's right. And he's also in that metal band. It's not death metal. It's not power metal, but it's like hardcore. He's trying Cruci- to explain Victoria's it. Hilarious. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I've got a
3: tattooed on my back.
0: Very <laughs> familiar. I just think it's tough to win if you're responsible for the worst storyline in the history yeah. of the show.
3: It was good. But he got away with it. it, was
0: it? <laughs> he did get away with it. He did get away with it. You're right. Maybe Landry wins. Oh,
2: okay. I'm, I'm going now to Now he was in The Post. What movie was he in? I do I think, think there's a everything. case
0: that he's Jesse Plemons' yeah. entire career stems from that moment because he's played a ton of murderers since. Yes. He's <laughs> Breaking Bad character. 20, not a good guy. Fargo? Just some casual murder, some accidental murder on Fargo. And then, of course, recently on Black Mirror, USS Callister, whose entire arc is that he's just torturing people right. who have been mean to him. Well, they're
2: artificial people, to be fair.
0: But does yeah, that mean yeah, they're yeah. not people? Agent- and
2: in <laughs> real, real life, engaged to Curse the Dunce. They're having a baby. They're having a baby. <laughs> I'm proud of them.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the audio from our Friday Night Lights Binge Mode live show. Yeah. Please join us next week when we will be discussing The Good Place working awesome portals portals